Welcome back to this Nick's World podcast and a way to spend your Friday night or Saturday morning trying to listen to my unbearable mic quality, which is below subpar in many ways. Uh, We don't have specific topics to talk about today, so we're not going to, well, we don't have a a designated topic, but I I go based off of news. We can talk about the Cody Rhodes, uh, Roman Reigns situation, Cody Rhodes, not playing a superhero, but being a superhero because if my torn pectoral muscle looked like that, the last place you'd see me in is a wrestling ring for quite a while. Talk about Jack Del Rio's ignorant comments. Don't understand why. Uh, and a lot of players not only not liking that, but seeming to maybe not like him. Could talk about football news as well, hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, all this and so much more on the Knicks World Podcast. So I guess the first thing, if we if we tend to look at it here, folks, would be the uh, Jack Del Rio situation. Uh, ignorance at its finest. So I'm trying to, I just want to read this over real quick because I, I don't remember it exactly. And I don't want to jump to conclusions because a lot of people tend to, when they hear that an event was by white people or they hear certain things like that, they tend to say, oh, this guy said this, he's a racist. That's nothing to do with that. Uh, on January 6th of last year, everybody's well aware of the Capitol, uh, the Donald Trump gremlins, not the regular uh, Donald Trump supporters, the ones that worship him, have his posters on their wall, wear his merchandise, yes, merchandise, not a... Uh, you know, flag on your fucking lawn, uh, or flag on even the Biden. I don't understand what those pool did. Those flags come down quick, Whoop. man. Those the Joe Biden flags, man. They came down fucking quick, didn't they? Right. I'm not here to talk about politics to an extent. I try to avoid politics, but one of the ways that you could save money on Christmas is very simple. All you got to do is bring up politics at Thanksgiving dinner, and you're set to save quite a few hundred dollars. January 6th of last year, the Trump gremlins, worshippers, and uh, had invaded the U.S. Capitol. Um, they had caused a lot of damage. Um, in, in all honesty, it was called domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of the free and fair election. Uh, again, these, these not to single these people out. <laughs> Donald Trump supporters um, tend to do that. Uh, They made the decision that they thought for some reason that that was a good idea. Uh, Some of them caught, some of them not. And uh, Donald Trump decided to play dumb. Um, Did he have involvement in it? I don't know if he had full involvement in it, but you can't sit here and tell me that he he felt remorseful, right? Election fair or rigged, right? Uh, Those were the Donald Trump worshippers that... uh, Recite his words They recognize and remember all of his speeches Uh, Like I said, posters on the wall Flags on the lawn Uh, They spent more money on on Customized uh, MAGA hats Than anything else Right Uh, The the flags and Just everything like that Right A little bit uncomfortable It's not an athlete A little bit alarming Um Basically, Jack Del Rio, former coach, now defensive coordinator, decided to be ignorant. Now, in all reality, 
an opinion like this doesn't make it ignorant to the outside world. If that's how you see it, that's how you see it. Uh, but clearly it was more than that. Jack Del Rio was fined 100 k which I don't really think affects him, although that might put more of a damper on a coach than a player. He was fined 100 k after his comments this week as he referred to the U.S. Capitol as a dust-out. Compare the day to... Compare that day to riots, looting, burning during protests in the summer of 2020. Meaning that he also thought that the riots, looting, and burning was also a dust-up. Ron Rivera said he met with Del Rio. He was disappointed. Uh, His comments don't reflect the organization, XYZ. Uh, He addressed the team Tuesday. Or he will address the team Tuesday. We'll see how that goes. He defended a reply he made on Twitter two days earlier when he tweeted, would love to understand the whole story about why the summer of riots, looting, burning, and destruction of personal property is never discussed, but this is. He felt that there were two standards being applied and that he was just expressing his opinion. But in response to the final question of his news conference, he called the capital invasion a dust-up. And there it is. He apologized in a statement later. He didn't mean any harm. But the people that took it bad the most, not only were some of us, were um, players and former players of his. Uh, I want to get these uh, documents, if I can somehow, because it was, here we go, maybe this is it, maybe this is not it. Plenty of players decided to chime in on it and give their opinion on it. Where are these players? They're not on here. Maybe this is it, NBC News, that I don't think anybody listens to or reads. Um, Can't find it here, folks. Can't find it here. But basic... Well, actually, you know what? Maybe I can find it. Maybe maybe it's Yahoo News. Is that Yahoo News? Maybe it could be Yahoo News. Is it Yahoo News, boys? It is Yahoo News. Players chimed in, as they should. 19 people died. And, and let's, let's get this uh, talked about here. The uh, five Capitol police officers died during that. The riot four by suicide in the days following. Four members of the crowd died on the January riot. 19 people died after over a 14-day period, a 14 day period of protests in the summer of 2020. Property damage is exceeding $1 billion. The response around the NFL, indifference. Head coach Ron Rivera refused to address, uh, address it. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman for the commander, said he can have a difference of opinion and still respect each other. Doug Baldwin Respond that Del Rio was ignorant. Super Bowl champion Brian Mitchell asked Rivera to get his defensive coordinator in check, and he called Del Rio a damn liar. Tyler Lockett said, wow, in response to Del Rio. So that makes him look ignorant. And uh, I don't really know how much more news goes on to something like that. But again, that's ignorance in its finest. Um, but I don't think something like this should should really carry over that long. And it's not because what he said doesn't hold value and what he said isn't fucked up the thing is is that what is the point of carrying this on past a few months you can still think he's a dick you could still be like oh remember that time but it i don't think it makes him a bad person to say something like that now john john gruden was a different story urban meyer was a different story this is fucked up i'm sure he will apologize to the teammates Um, They can think and have the opinion that they want of him and so on and so forth. Fucked up? Yes. Listen, some of you that are saying 
that the, um, what was I going to say? Some of you that are saying, uh, Jack Del Rio is a scumbag and should, uh, how dare he say that about the Capitol? These, these are the same people who think that 9-11 was an inside job, Right? And uh, that's more, that's not even disrespect, that's just stupidity, right? Again, we're veering off onto politics here. We'll save that for a rainy day. But Jack Del Rio, fucked up. I think he's an asshole for saying it. I don't know him. Was it ignorant? Yeah. Um, I would feel more of a way if I was involved or someone I personally knew was involved in a situation like that. But like I said, um, you know, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Now, I also want to make a mention uh, of... I want to make a mention that I'm, for now, getting to have a certain section, and I'm going to narrow um, what I'm talking about in that particular section because um, people can chime in and out of what it is that they want to say. Um, I don't know if there's any NFL news, other NFL news... Um, here's another one. NFL executives expect 49ers to release Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, 49ers insisted they won't move on without decent trade compensation. Well, you have to have two things if you want to do that. Um, they, well, the 49ers will save a lot of money if they release Garoppolo. But I don't think that their goal is to release Garoppolo. I think that they want a trade compensation. Um, because while Trey Lance can be a decent quarterback... We don't know what he's made of. And the 49ers team that they have in our building can be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, we saw that, right? We saw how their defense is good. We saw their offense really kick up. So the 49ers are, are a Super Bowl contender. We know that. Um, but I think everyone's up in the air on Jimmy G. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think Jimmy G's a solid quarterback. But I don't think he's a quarterback that I would have given the money that they gave him. Because... This happens in a lot of sports. It's called busting a nut early. And uh, busting a nut early was, well, outside of being something that happens in your bedroom because you can't last with your girlfriend or wife. And that's probably why they sleep with someone else. Outside of that, it's a player will have a great season and that organization feels that all of a sudden, holy fuck, here's $100 million. That is exactly what the Knicks did with Julius Randle. He had a great season, an MVP caliber season. He disappeared in the playoffs when it mattered the most, and it wasn't even the fact that we lost to the Hawks. It was the fact that he disappeared. Where the fuck are you when it matters the most? Every other team's best player last season in the playoffs performed. Perfect? No. But every other, John Morant, Giannis, whoever was in the playoffs that season, their best player young or old performed except for ours and that's what we call the New York Knicks fuckery that's what we call the New York Knicks fuckery everybody else performed right but now it was time for the Knicks to perform and what did the Knicks do they said hey here's a hundred million and after the hundred million came the hangover Julius Randle played like shit this season and he still got that contract if the Knicks are smart they're gonna try to get something for him while he still has value I'm over Julius Randle I don't think he's horrible, but I just, I don't, he's not bringing you any title. He's not taking your team to the next level. RJ Barrett developed nicely. Good. I love RJ Barrett. 
But Julius Randle on a great team is a number three at best. The Warriors, he's fucking a number four. And that's being generous. The Bucks are three. The Bulls, I mean, I don't know every single team starting five. You know, the Nets, he's not even... Fuck the Nets. But, but that's my point, is that they gave Jimmy Garoppolo uh, that type of money. And... Um, they give Jimmy Garoppolo that type of money. And he digressed. Jimmy Garoppolo, when the game matters the most and the lights are brightest, shit the bed. He's good for an interception. Not just any interception. An interception that is costly. Now, who the fuck am I, right? Ryan Tannehill, good quarterback. I think he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I said what I said. For some reason, anytime the playoffs come with Tannehill, he forgets how to football. Forget how to walk. You forget how to talk. He forgets how to Football, right? Three interceptions after a first round bye is the number one seed team to a team that, despite making it to the Super Bowl on paper, shouldn't have beat us. But they did. And that's, that ship has sailed. But what did the Titans do after Ryan Tannehill had that great season? They gave him an extended contract. Now, I can't blame him too much there. I would have waited another season. And Tannehill didn't, I wouldn't say he had a terrible season this past season. Right, but he didn't have he didn't have his receivers, and again, a great quarterback will adapt to the situation at hand. Right, if life was full of candies and cherries, nobody would have to go to work every day. Right, my point is is that a great quarterback will adapt to the situation, whether it's no receivers. You know, for fuck's sake, we made the first seed, the best running back of the last decade, who we have. Missed half the season. Our receivers were mainly hurt. And we choked in the first round of the playoffs. We, did, we didn't lose. We choked. So that's that. As far as Jimmy Garoppolo goes, I'm going to wrap it up on that topic. They will either give him... Um, we've heard a lot of news about the Panthers. The Panthers are in line for a new quarterback. Garoppolo still has trade interest. I think if you're a team looking for a quarterback, I would look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. Does he tend to make costly mistakes? Yes. But again, the Panthers right now have Sam Darnold. Okay. So, Seahawks, Falcon, the Seahawks, you think, listen, if you think, if you think the Seahawks, hold on here. If you think the Seahawks are going into the season with Drew Locke as your quarterback, Crystal Meth may be your favorite choice. And if they do, that'll be a 6-10, season, boys. So, that's another area where Jimmy G could go. Now, would he want to stay in the same division? Probably not. The Falcons, uh, also possible, you know. Matt Ryan's on the Colts now. They don't have a, a solid quarterback. Listen, I, I know somebody's going to listen to this and say, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota's not a bad quarterback. He can win you some games, but he's not taking you to surging to the playoffs. He's not taking you to a championship. I don't believe that he's your franchise quarterback. I don't believe he is a franchise quarterback. That's not me saying he's bad, but I think on a good team, Mariota's a, a solid backup. 
And that's just my opinion. Could the Falcons take the risk on Mariota? Sure. Is it worth it? Maybe. But they need to have a backup plan at quarterback because right now it's, it's yeah, you got Desmond Ryder. That, yes, that's your backup quarterback. The kid's never taken a single snap, right? So your backup plan has never played. So there's those two potentials, right? I would see the Panthers, Jimmy G, taking that. Um, I think the Panthers, the Saints and Vikings were also listed. Uh, that's not happening. Um, somebody said, why not trade them for each other? Cleveland gets a better backup option than Brissett. Baker gets to work with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Baker wants out. That's another thing. Baker wants out. I think that's been clear because Baker wants to start. And he knows what now. We don't know where the fuck this Deshaun Watson thing is going. Nobody knows where that's going, right? Uh, I think a 24th person came out the other day. Now, while he his case right now is, is on the low or, or he wasn't charged, I forgot how it went, NFL could still suspend him. You know, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, but he hasn't played. You have quarterbacks that take time off, get injured, come back, and they forget how to football too. Baker Mayfield's a decent quarterback. That's another guy. Seattle should be looking at Mayfield. I don't I don't think Atlanta meshes well. I don't think Carolina. I think Mayfield Mayfield wants out because Mayfield realizes that if Deshaun Watson is healthy and playing, that he's not starting over him. And for some reason Cleveland thought that Deshaun Watson was gonna be the the answer going forward. Uh, that's what they plan to do. But Cleveland is set up for that backup situation. Okay? The Falcons are not really set up. Seattle's not set up. San Francisco is sort of set up, right? But certain teams are not set up. And we saw a lot of that this year of, of quarterbacks getting drafted as, uh, as backups. And that was very smart. That was very smart. We saw a lot of quarterbacks being drafted as backups, right? Um, and that's one of the things that, that we talk about. Um, the Titans did it. The Falcons did it. I think Kenny Pickett's going to start for the Steelers. I don't think he's a backup, right? Um, who else got drafted? Fuck if I know, right? But that's my point. Baker wants out. We don't know if Deshaun's playing or not. If Deshaun doesn't play, they have the option of Baker Mayfield. But I don't think... I'm not certain that Baker Mayfield is going to be on the Browns when, when kickoff time comes. And I'm not certain that he's going... If he is, he's going to be there long. Um, Deshaun Watson, again, we have this whole situation. And I don't mean to get into politics, but you can't... I'm sorry, you can't sit here and tell me 24 women plotted together to say Deshaun Watson did that. It's not a good look. And I think that he's in trouble, and I think that he did some really fucking shady shit. I'm not saying he's... You know, I'm not comparing him to Jeffrey Epstein, but there's a lot we don't know, right? Um, and that's that. So Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that's one that's up in the air. But I think um, the Panthers should be a high interest of, of teams for players. I think the Panthers could be a really popular decision. I don't see the Saints and Vikings. I don't see Jameis Winston back. That's his spot. Uh, the Vikings, you know, I, yeah, they still got Kirk Cousins, but, you know, you got to, you know, they get again. Gave him a massive contract, and he shit the bed. I wouldn't even say he shit the bed. Kirk Cousins is another one. He's a good quarterback, but he's not taking you to the Super Bowl. He's not. I'm sorry. It's not. Ha Kirk Cousins is not taking you to a Super Bowl. He's another quarterback for a team that needs a quarterback. Take Kirk Cousins. But I, I don't think Minnesota or New Orleans would, would happen. Yes, they're outside gigs. Uh, but that's, that's where we go for, for football. Um, 
And, and you know, we're, we're going to talk about MJF first, I guess. Um, as everybody's aware, the last, I guess the last, well, MJF has been in the rumors uh, about WWE for quite a while. Uh, there was rumors that he supposedly flew, it was not at Double or Nothing. Uh, he was not going to fight uh, Wardlow, that he took a flight and, and he missed a meet and greet the day before. And he supposedly was taking a flight the night before and he was going to be a no-show. Uh, he showed up at Double or Nothing, Wardlow squashed him. And then on Dynamite, he cut a nuclear promo that seemed about as real as it could get without it being real. Um, what what this reminds me of, and, and Tony Khan came out on Dynamite before I get into it, and, and he was greeted with MJF chants. This reminds me of CM Punk in WWE. And I feel like this is going to happen only when Tony Khan's out, though. Um, that, that, uh... That MJF situation is something, man, because you can clearly tell he's not happy in AEW. Um, I don't know if that's because we know that MJF is the caliber of a main event guy. Um, obviously, the best mic worker, one of the best mic workers ever, and easily the best mic worker in all of pro wrestling now. Undebatable. Um, but he's not happy. And I think that, you know, you had that pipe bomb. You had that happen, right? Um, I felt like that was very real. It felt similar to CM Punk's pipe bomb, but I almost felt like this was on the same page. You know, CM Punk started talking about The Rock. He started talking about Cena. He started talking about how John Laurinaitis is an asshole. WWE's fake, XYZ. They cut his mic and ended it. So it almost seemed as if um, Cody Rhodes, or <laughs> Cody Rhodes, what an asshole. That MJF's uh, promo here, they were trying to repeat that in the best way possible, but I think that there's a lot of real to that, and I think that there's more real to that than people realize. It's quick for everybody to say it's a work, but in my honest opinion, for some reason, I don't think it's a work. I think that some of they've got generated hype behind it, but I don't think MJF really wants to be there. You know, we've, we've heard these rumors about Hollywood with MJF. Um, listen, the guy's the best actor in how long Hollywood would suit him perfectly. Um, he's maybe he, he's not happy in AEW and he wants to go. I know that I'm kind of shit talking about this topic. Um, you know, Tony Khan refused to address everything MJF related. Uh, since then, he was not on Dynamite whatsoever, um, which we expected. He was not mentioned by the crowd. Or excuse me. Well, crowd made sure they knew. Um. He was not mentioned by commentary or anything like that. Um, so that that was expected. I think anybody with a brain would expect that. Um, but Tony Khan, to hype up the crowd, was greeted with MJF chants. And uh, that was expected. And I think that that's going to be an ongoing thing for quite a while. But the thing is, the difference between this and the WWE situation, WWE was, and it still kind of is to an extent, was garbage at the time. So fans really hated WWE. So, so they had, in theory, more of a reason to chant CM Punk. They chanted him when the matches were boring. They chanted him anytime Stephanie was out. Uh, Triple H got hit with the CM Punk chants. Vin, I don't know if Vince did because Vince doesn't um, really step out of. Um, excuse me. Vince doesn't really step out into uh, the arena and things like that during shows. You know, we'll get him popping out once in a while. More so recently, uh, with his work with Austin Theory. 
water press conference had ass. Um, yeah, that was me drinking water, saying it's a press conference, and then had ass. Um, so I don't think it's as big of a deal in AEW. It is as big of a deal, but I think the difference is is that people like watching AEW, and I think that there's going to be enough things that they're interested in. It's not going to go away. It's going to be on their mind. It's going to, listen, it's going to be addressed. His name's going to be brought around. But I don't think that um, it's going to be, I don't think they're turning it into a storyline like they did with CM Punk. I, I don't see that. I actually see MJF not giving a fuck and actually fucking leaving. That's that's the difference because we know that uh, MJF is known to act the same way outside of that. I don't think he's happy and I think he wants to fuck out. Um, so we don't really have too much of an update. Uh, that's really all there is for that outside of um, the news that we have. Um, I, I don't think, I don't see MJF coming back uh, for whatever reason. I really don't unless they're too incorporated in the storyline. Uh, but I think at this point in time, I, I think that even if it was a storyline to have him off of TV. Um, because I, I don't see, you know, I, I, I know that wrestlers act when they do promos. Uh, but whether that came off shitty or not, um, that felt very real. I feel like he meant what he said, and, and they cut off the mic. Again, it was very similar to CM Punk's pipe bomb, um, but I think that this had a little bit more realism in it. Not that CM Punk's didn't, but I don't see them turning it into a storyline because I genuinely think that MJF has no interest in staying or interest in being there. I think this is the end of MJF and AEW, at least for now. Um... Yes, he could come back. It's possible, but I, I don't see it. I really don't. Um, I think that that was real. Um, I don't know what Tony Khan was expecting MJF to say. I don't think he was expecting him to go off the way that he did. Um, MJF has not traveled with anybody. He's not traveled for AEW or anything. So this is, as of right now, as real as it gets. And uh, we'll, we'll keep people updated about MJF um, I don't think we're going to see him uh, AW unfollowed him on Twitter um, all social media accounts YouTube hasn't posted anything MJF related um, basically he's been wiped off the planet and uh, that's not usually a good sign so that's the MJF situation I'm sure more news will come out as it is appropriate we're going to get to this real quick Corey Graves announces Vince McMahon's uh, reaction to Sasha Banks and Naomi there's a lot of things that go on backstage that we don't know about right it's hard in modern day to hide because we have dirt sheets and certain things but one of the things we didn't know outside of him being pissed we didn't know how Vince McMahon reacted to the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation obviously he was pissed uh, I think anybody with a brain could tell you that but we didn't really know how how he reacted so Corey Graves kind of gives some insight um he's been quiet about the situation uh, it was just stated that they unprofessionally walked out um, after receiving backlash on social media over his comments. Carmella defended him, stating that Raw commentator was just doing his job. Right? Grave has declined to comment on the situation, but he gave some insight. He got backstage the night during the latest episode of WWE After the Bell. He stated that a few weeks back, we all know what happens, XYZ. He said he walked through the back curtain and he walked up to our fearless leader and he had a grin on his face. I said, hey, it's live TV. Nothing can go wrong. And he laughed and shook his head and went about business. So it's glad to see that in these type of situations, Vince McMahon 
you know, I think a lot of those wrestlers that he has respect for that have been around a long time, you know, had a rookie say some shit like that. I don't really think it would be in his jurisdiction to say some shit like that. Uh, basically, for those that you don't know, Sasha Banks and Naomi felt they weren't respected as tag team champs. Um, not storyline. They legitimately went up to John Laurinaitis, whether it was before, right before the show, and legitimately gave him the titles and said, we don't feel respected and walk the fuck out. That simple. No different than walking out of your nine to five or whatever it was. They legitimately got up and walked out. And that's about as easy as I can um, describe it here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, whether you think that's right or wrong, I think it's fucked up. WWE has a tendency to do a lot of these things, and yet it still can be uh, regarded as a work. Right, I don't think this was a work because they kept saying that they unprofessionally kept doing it, and they kept saying it a lot. Um, so me personally, I don't think. Sorry, I'm like in the middle of doing something here. I don't personally think that uh, it was a work to an extent, um, and the reason of that being is that they pretty much temporarily wiped Sasha Banks uh, and Naomi off of the face of the earth. Off of the face of the earth you go. Off the face of the earth you go. They wiped them off the face of the earth. Meaning that Sasha Banks and Naomi have been removed from WWE shop. They are reportedly not being paid during their suspension. Um, as far as what's next, their contracts are set to expire shortly. Naomi was said to have been in the middle of negotiating, negotiating her deal. Um, and that's going to put a major dent. Like a nail in a flat tire. That's going to put a major dent in Naomi's chances. The thing is, Naomi's related to the bloodline. She's related to the Usos. who are related to Roman. Who's related to The Rock. And it keeps going up the ladder. Um, so I think WWE's going to be in a difficult situation with that. I think Sasha Banks is going to... Again, this is very, very difficult. Because now we have this factor of them negotiating their contracts. And nobody knows where the fuck that's going. Um... I'm going to try it. This podcast is so fucking long, man. I'm going to try to zip through this here. Nobody knows where the fuck they're going. Um, You know what I'm actually going to do? I'm going to separate these podcasts by two. Nobody knows where the fuck they're going. Where is Sasha Banks going? Where's Naomi going? The two have been silent since the situation. Naomi recently shared her first social media post this week of her husband, Jimmy Uso, enjoying their time on the beach. Kind of a slap in the face, if you ask me. She pretty much walked out and said, hey... Here's my tequinis, or excuse me, here's my margaritas. Hey, Jimmy, could you pass the, uh, could you pass the key lime white claws? So that's not a good look, right? And Sasha Banks has also been silent. Her only notable move was her appearance at a Steve Aoki concert. Glad to see Sasha Banks like to rock the fuck out. She definitely seems like the type of chick that would listen to that. So, as far as we know, there's been no contact outside of Mikazi, who's obviously Sasha Banks' uh, husband, and the Usos. Um, there's been no contact um, with them for, how long has it been? Three weeks? It feels like it's been an eternity. I want to say it's been two weeks, three weeks? I want to say three weeks. Um, and there's been no mention whatsoever. Now, obviously, the contract negotiations is another factor. And this is just one of those situations that you have to sit and wait on. Uh, there's no predicting it. There's no this, this X, Y, or Z. 
You just have to wait to see it play out. Now, WWE can go a certain way with it. They can release them, which they won't do. Because Sasha Banks has the value of a fucking gold mine in WWE. And although Naomi is not on her level, she also can be a valuable contributor to the Divas slash women's division. So they're not going to um, cut her. But I, I could see Sasha Banks refusing to resign. I could see that. Naomi, I think, will find her way into coming back. But I don't think Sasha does. Because I feel like Sasha's been known over the years to have these disagreements and problems. Uh, people have said she's difficult to work with backstage. I think she's very picky. She's like a picky eater. And again, she, she has that right. But why should Sasha Banks be able to do something like that and somebody else does it and they get released? Again, not my business. But um, that's just the, the tea on that. Um, again, we just have to wait to see it uh, to see it play out. And um, there's really not much else we could say. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get information. It's been, as far as I know, it's been three weeks. It may have been two weeks. We're going to get the information comes as it follows. And uh, that's, that's really um, all there is on that. So, so we'll wrap things up on that. Um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that, that goes. Now, we um, have a little bit more to talk about here. Um, Max, I'm separating this into two podcasts because there's no way I'm having a 45-minute podcast even though I feel like I genuinely can talk for 45 minutes because I can't shut the fuck up because I'm on cocaine. That H2O hits different when your mouth feels like the Sahara Desert. How about a little of the... Hi, I'd like to try the um, mozzarella... Uh, meatballs. I see they're on a uh, special this weekend. Um, I guess we can talk about. Hmm. Well, we got Roman Reigns situation. We have CM Punk's in. We'll talk about CM Punk's injury because that's really quick and there's not much on that. Um, basically, CM Punk was hurt. Um, CM Punk won the AEW World title over Hangman Page last week. Or, excuse me, two weeks ago. And um, great for him. You know, CM Punk has been one of the most popular commodities. We knew it was inevitable. Should Hangman have had a longer run? Yes, he should have. Um, but again, not every AEW title run is going to be 10 months. And we have to understand that. Um, but the fuckery happened not much longer. Uh, CM Punk came out on Rampage that week. Let's have some draws to Rampage because, let's be honest, nobody fucking watches Rampage because it's not live. Rampage was live. You know, AEW wrestlers, they wrestle one day a week. I don't think there's any reason why they can't have two live shows, even if they're both in the same location. WWE is Raw, they have SmackDown, they have house shows. There's like, And, and that's the thing is that I understand it, it's a busy, hectic schedule, but you're wrestling once a week. And, you know, who the fuck am I, right? CM Punk announced on Rampage that he was injured and will need surgery. Uh, the interim world champion will be crowned a, for, a forbidden door. And will face CM Punk in a unification match once he is cleared to, cleared, cleared to wrestle again. There was belief that it was a broken foot. Max Castor actually said in his rap. And while neither the company nor Punk would say that, there have been very strong hints that that was the injury. It's not clear exactly what the injury was, Meltzer noted. Believe that Punk was injured during the June 1st Dynamite from jumping into the crowd and hitting the guardrail badly. 
It was also a springboard spot from the six-man tag where Punk lost his balance. He had surgery on June 8th, and it was apparently went and apparently went well. He noted his injuries with the bones. The injury was originally said to not be as bad as it was, but now it was considered to be a lot worse. There's no timetable for his return, but I believe he'll be back before the end of the year. So now, um, you know, we don't know the extent and how long he plans to be out. Um, but let's assume that CM Punk today, right? Middle of June. Is he ready to go in three months at All Out in Chicago? That's the best possible way you can have CM Punk return out of pay-per-view in his hometown in front of great fans. Is he ready to go in three months? Again, we haven't been given much information on CM Punk's injury, but it's unfortunate because he just won the world title and we have no idea where they were going with that. So Forbidden Door looks to be a stack show. I think everybody's excited for that. We just saw Will Ospreay on Dynamite. Uh, we know New Japan wrestlers are easily the best wrestlers in the world, and now you're combining them with the marks of AEW. And all us Mark Wrestling fans are going to be jerking off all night. So that's the news on CM Punk. Unfortunate. Don't really have much more news on that. Um, the next one we can go to is... Um, I guess we can go to... Huh. I guess we can go to Cody Rhodes um, because that's that's not as much. So we have some fuckery. Uh, Cody Rhodes is a superhuman, super superhero, fucking super fucking dad, super fucking dog owner, super fucking category, fucking human piece of fucking person. Cody Rhodes wrestled with a horrific injury in a Hell in a Cell match. The strength Cody Rhodes has to have that match happen now. Had Cody Rhodes been at 100% health, the match would have been better. But I think when it comes down to it, this will be remembered in history as, hey, do you? Rem-? we talk about wrestling and toughness, right? All the wrestlers are tough. We talk about, do you remember the time Cody Rhodes tore his pec, came out, wrestled Rollins in a hell in a cell with the right half of his arm looking like it needed to be amputated. And it was infected and had gangrene. We will remember that. Cody Rhodes' injury is bad. It's bad. It's not like um, CM Punk's injury, which I'm not trying to downplay. See, uh, Cody Rhodes has been WWE's top star next to Roman since his return. Um, and WWE was dealt a massive low blow now that Cody Rhodes will be nowhere to be found for the rest of the year. The rest of the year is also six months, but that's a long time. July, August, September, October, November, December. Summer's just starting, and uh, by the time Cody Rhodes comes back, it's going to be below freezing temperatures. So if that goes to show you that uh, Cody Rhodes missing is going to be a problem, I think it was amazing to see him come out at Hell in a Cell. Brandy Rhodes announced Thursday he had successful surgery. Michael Cullen McAfee played a, a fucking video package and said he'd be out for, for nine months. We don't know that. The estimated time of him being out is nine months. He's going to be out nine months, and he's going to... Yeah, John Cena had a torn pec, and he was supposed to be out for six, and he came back to the Royal Rumble. Again, not comparing. Cody Rhodes, if that time frame holds up, he'll be out of action until March. He'll miss the Rumble uh, and most of WrestleMania 39 build. Here's what I think. Based off of Cody Rhodes' toughness, I have reason to believe that Cody Rhodes will be back sooner than nine months. I could see Cody Rhodes, if he goes well, being back in six months. Now, don't rush him back. But Cody Rhodes returning at the Royal Rumble would be the perfect time. If Cody Rhodes is not going to return at the Royal Rumble, then he should 
then it should be a March return. If Cody Rhodes is not ready to go in January, give him extra time, and hopefully he makes it to perform before WrestleMania. It would be a massive low blow if Cody Rhodes couldn't come back before WrestleMania. I think Cody Rhodes in his mind is trying to get right, but I think in the back of his mind and a lot of fans' minds, we see realistically the earliest return at the Royal Rumble. He's out for the year. That's a given. So God bless Cody Rhodes, man. That was just so impressive that he was able to come out and not only come out, wrestle a fucking match. And uh, adrenaline all you want, that's a fucking serious injury, man. And uh, for him to do that, man, it shows you not only his love for wrestling, but who he is as a person. Um, They built that feud, and, you know, he had the match, and and that's it. Um, Good for him. It would be shitty if he would pull out. And the reason with that would be is because the main event was, the show was Hell in a Cell, and the main event was a Hell in a Cell match. And throwing somebody else in there wouldn't really make much sense. Cody Rhodes is going to be out for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. So strap yourself in for a nightmareless summer and fall and potentially part of winter. The final subject of discussion today is going to be Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been on this godlike run. This is going to be a short one. He has been on this godlike run in the last two years. We've all seen it. I'm not going to go over it. And he's been the WWE's biggest star. And then Cody Rhodes came back. Your two top guys, as great as Seth Rollins is, are now sort of on the shelf. Roman Reigns isn't necessarily on the shelf, but he's taking some time off. And it pissed me the fuck off when people were like, Roman Reigns is taking time off. The dude has been nonstop for the last six years, has had the best title run since fucking John Cena. He's been the first megastar since John Cena. And he wants to take a less active approach until SummerSlam. Let him have some fucking life. What is wrong with you people? Who gives a shit? Well, WWE fans do. I do. But I'm not sitting here saying, Fuck you, Roman. You need to be at Money in the Bank. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Roman Reigns is, is, is set to, to wrestle uh, Matt Riddle, which we're expected to have him retain as... And I'm assuming after that, he will be off television for a while. And the the rumor is that, well, as of right now, he's still scheduled to wrestle Drew at Clash of Castle, which is obviously in England, which is a great choice of an opponent. He noted that Reigns' next title defense will be at SummerSlam. Obviously, he has the Riddle match on Friday. But after that, it is expected to be SummerSlam. So what happens from now in between then? Uh, Money in the Bank is going to have a big factor in that. And, um, you know, a lot of people have said Austin Theory. I I agree but disagree. The reason why I agree is because I think they're starting to really promote Austin Theory. But Austin Theory versus Roman Reigns is not by any way, shape, or form a believable feud. We we have all said that John Cena and the Austin Theory match is inevitable. Um, John Cena and Edge would be good. John Cena's coming back at the end of the month. And I think when he comes back at the end of the month, I think that we're going to see him. I don't know if we're going to see him every week, but I don't know if he's only going to have one match. Um, we're great. You know, it's, it's what, 10, 20 years since John Cena, one of the all-time greats. Um, Roman will fight Matt Riddle. He'll retain the championship. Hopefully it's a classic. And he will be off of television for a little bit. He's scheduled to wrestle Drew at Clash of Champions. July 30th. He may actually wrestle on TV before that. But July 30th is his first pay-per-view championship match. 
He may do a television match before then if he wrestles Riddle, which which is happening. Um, the plan is still Orton for July 30th. Obviously, there won't there will building up for Riddle and Reigns. Presumably going to do it. I was told it would not be a pay per view match. Yeah, have him come back at the end of July. There's nothing wrong with that. Have him take a few weeks off. Have him take a month off. Uh, um, you know, you could have Orton build towards it, but have give Roman a little bit of time to just kind of hit the reset button a little bit. Again, you know, it's not easy what he's doing. It's not easy to be a wrestler, but to carry the fucking company day in and day out, nonstop. Let him have a little bit time off. Nothing money in the bank. As far as the feud goes with with Orton, um, he may wrestle on TV July 30th in his first pay-per-view match. I'm trying to read this here. Orton for July 30th. What is July 30th? Can someone tell me what July 30th is? I have to look this up. I'm about to wrap this up here, but what what is July 30th? I'm not aware. I thought it was Money in the Bank and then SummerSlam. Oh, is that? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Summer. Excuse me. What the fuck? SummerSlam is July 30th. Holy fucking fuckers. I keep thinking it's the third week in August. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, Roman Reigns is not going to have too much time off here, folks. I keep forgetting that it's in Nashville. Home of the Titans, bitch. Um. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Um. But we're going to have the, the, yeah. Roman Reigns should should have an off screen after his match with Riddle. Give him some time. Give him three, four weeks. You don't only have four. That's the problem. Is that you know you need the SummerSlam build. Um, two, two. It's really complicated now because I originally thought that SummerSlam was the third week in August, and then I just remembered it's uh, the last week in July. So that is just kind of complicated. How do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about more of that another time. I just did an NFL review, and then I just did one here. I'm running on almost an hour. I am verbally exhausted. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful fucking life.